Mistwalkers. Welcome to Ravenloft, the demi-plane of dread. This is Season 3 of Tales from the Mists, a Dungeons & Dragons series full of love, inevitable betrayal, and gothic horror. Tales from the Mists airs on twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday at 6pm Pacific Time. Before we break your heart and dash all hopes, let's meet our unfortunate cast. It's me, T.K. Johnson, your dungeon master and favorite eldritch auntie. I write scary stories and I put them on the internet, and you can read them at my website, tkjwrites.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, tkjoinsthefray. My name is Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart-of-the-party Mercy Albrecht, storm sorceress and <sighs> heartbroken changeling. Follow me at Lisa Penrose on Twitter. I'm Kayla Klein, and I play Vosley Ava Mordenheim. Artificer, wizard, alchemist, and abyssal tiefling. You can follow me on Twitter at K A Y N C L I. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play the Weird Jackal Vistana Revolutionary Bard, Konstantina Afshalamov. Follow me on Twitter at Ashley and H Warren, or check out my website, scribemind.com. I'm Hadil Almasari. I play Vargas Blackstone, the drow who knows everybody's secrets. You can find me online at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. This episode also features special guests Willie Abiel as Jericho Amarash and Kat Kruger as Rapture. Follow them at the Boo and at Kat Kruger on Twitter, respectively. Are you prepared? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Here come the mists. Good evening, Mistwalkers! Welcome to Tales from the Mists, a spooky campaign set in the Domains of Dread. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What does matter is that there are no flowers in this place. Just sun and sand. Well, no sun anymore, at least, now that the moon has risen high. How long does it take Vasily and Vargas and Nicodemus to catch up? To Mercy, Constantina, and Jericho. Well, I'm asking you all. Would you say it takes about three to five minutes for Nicodemus to catch up to the rest of your companions? What do they see? Actually, three to five minutes, Jericho. I mean, looking back over my shoulder, I'm pretty sure Jericho sees a horrifying, looks like another demon coming after us. Is your invisibility still up? It lasts about an hour. Okay. I was just wondering if you kept it up. Oh, no. We're about to be dead. We're going to get smooshed. Typical Vasily would smoosh us. Yeah. Uh, are you going to stand in the way of it? And Jericho starts, like, sliding. Another monster. Constantina, we should, we should hide. I mean, move, at least. You're kind of hidden now. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's, I don't think we should just, like, stand here. We tumble. It looks really cool, but no one can tell. Okay. <laughs> could could you roll me a d20 for just how cool it looks? Oh, no. Even though no one Even can Even though tell? nobody can tell. It will look cool regardless of what you roll, but I just want to see what Olympic level it would be. Do I add anything to you this? You add acrobatics. Acrobatics. 11. It looks really cool. You could have, you probably could have taken bronze at the Olympics. Like, if you'd Whoa. really. Yeah. 
It's too bad yeah. nobody saw. I'm like, I stick the landing. Can invisible people see each other? I don't, probably not. No. I might be able? No, no. Wait, wow. what? Hmm. No, 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 no. In terms of like, I cast the spell. No, nah, it doesn't work like that. So okay. We're good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you almost gave that away, Derek. Huh? <laughs> gotta, be, gotta be quicker than that. We're so suspicious of everyone now. Oh, finally, <laughs> three seasons and we learned how to be suspicious I'm 100% of 100% and counting on it. Vasily. <laughs> you are riding Nicodemus still? Yes. And after about five minutes of riding on Nicodemus's back, he starts <laughs> and then clacking his beak against the tracks and then cautiously stalking alongside the railroad tracks, just sort of tossing his big feathery shaggy head to and fro. So what do the very invisible Mercy, Constantina, and Jericho who are who have moved out of the way of Nicodemus, what do they see? Oh, am I saying what they see? Yeah. Okay. I guess they they see what they would perceive as another just like huge demon. We decided I think he had six faces or like six mouths last time. He had six mouths that responded to you at the time. You don't know how many mouths or faces he has. So he has like multiple mouths and faces, mound of like limbs and fur and just like this giant beak filled with rows of teeth. He does have six limbs. Yes. uh, In case that wasn't made clear last time. And uh, potentially I feel like they would be able to see that there are figures on his back like i don't i don't think he's that big to where they couldn't see like you know on top of him right so um i think they would be able to see that we were up there i don't know if they could identify us we didn't get like dirty or anything so possibly if they're looking so that they see vargas and Vasily riding this like disgusting demon thing what is this terrible creature from this land of sand and i would like to perceive the creature and what might be on so it. for free without your perception you can tell mechanically this creature is huge okay you can roll a perception 17 yeah a 17 there's something about him that is familiar you've been friends with vasily for a long time and that means that you've picked up on her part that i would was you have been acquainted with Fossily for a long time, and thus you've picked up on her particular abyssal aura. And Nicodemus, in the time that you spent on the ship, had a similar aura. You recognize that now as uniquely Vasily. I see with this, it might be Vanna. Yeah, and with a 17, you can see there are legs draped over the side, as though a rider. Halt, monster! And Nicodemus will toss his big head in your direction and sort of his beak. That sounds familiar. And do a and snuff at the sand. So trying to smell and find you, but he cannot see you. Are you one of hers? One of Vasily's children? Vasily, you can hear. Okay, I didn't know if I could, like, hear You should be able to them talking. 15 by 15 is not enough that you wouldn't be able to hear, I think, Mercy speaking conversationally to Nicodemus. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna look down and be like, you can stop being invisible now. It's just number five. 
he went through puberty. Um, out of nowhere, because I'm invisible, a vanilla peppermint gets thrown onto the tracks. A vanilla peppermint gets thrown onto the tracks, and a tendril snakes out as quick as you can blink from Nicodemus's side and pops it into a mouth that forms along his side. I can't stop it. But, Fasili, was that you, Vardgis? Mother, mercy is here. Yeah, I can tell. Um, yeah, it's us. We're fine. Are is Vargis there? I very poutily slide off of Nick Demish. Like, <laughs> um, completely ignoring Vasily now. Although I guess it's hard to tell because I'm still invisible. Um, I rush over to Vargas and just invisibly hug him. Um, and Mercy's voice. Um, is just ringing into the air around them. Vargis, I was so worried for you, and I thought that you had perished, and I cried for you, Vargis. I'm so glad that you are okay. I have missed you terribly, Mercy. I've just missed you terribly. I am going through so much. I need my greatest friend in the whole world to help me through all of my problems. Everything is so problematic. And lastly, was mean to me. I, because I was trying to do an experiment. You think she would be very for this, but she's not for this. And I am just She likes experiments. I'm just sad. And I'm sad. I everything is hot. Oh. I'm very sweaty. Oh, and um like I know it's probably attached to me, so you probably still can't see it, but I like to imagine that there's like a little handkerchief blotting you. (laughs) Yeah, disembodied handkerchief, and Mercy is just kind of going on and on about how Vasily also hurt my feelings, and I am sad, and I totally understand. Um, I'm surprised she seems to like experiments so much more than her friends, Um, and uh, so I'm sorry that she didn't like your experiment, and you're going through so much Vard geese. Just pat, 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 pat. So much. Where is, where are you? Where is your beat? I don't know. Do I see, like, um, am I able to see, like, is Jericho, are you also good? Yeah, we're all invisible. Okay, go. Yeah. But I'm like, I assume these are the people that we lost. And then. Who is this? He turns on, so, yeah, sorry, they, they turn on their lantern and basically all three of them reappear. Oh, that was a delightful little trick of that. Who's, who's, who are, who are you? This is Constantina. You know Constantina. <laughs> um, and this is our new friend, Jericho. And this is his coffin. It has stuff in it. Yes, that is my coffin. Thank you. Oh, do you, no, just me here. Uh, do you live in the coffin or are you meant to be inside of it all the time? Because. I'll return to it when it's time. Thank you. What? <laughs> I like that I said it as, as though I don't know anything about our guest. I was just <laughs> like, what? I've also, you know, like, I've met a couple girls who are into that kind of thing. So, you know, whatever, love you, Bliss. No kink shaming here, but uh, does it have wheels or something? Honestly, it's no. It's carry on coffin? It's quite a plain coffin. <laughs> I would like to go to Vasily. And are you still sitting on Nicodemus? Um, no, I probably slid off of his back. Or he helped me down, because he seems to use his limbs to do that sometimes. Oh, I go over to you, and I, like, go to hug you, but then I don't, because I know that you don't like that. So I make, like, just kind of a weird, like, hi, I'm glad you're okay. Where did you go? 
I assumed that you did like some sort of like magic or something, but we didn't find we didn't see you at like at all. Well, my intention was to open a door to the lab and take you into it. And uh, I guess Vargas and maybe Mercy, but Mercy literally ran away with you before I could do it. So Vargas and I went and hid in the lab until we could get back out. So we were fine. Everything happens really fast. And I was kind of not really couldn't really make my own choice at that moment. So I'm just I'm just glad that we're all okay. Maybe we should like, you know, stick together or maybe we can come up with like a plan Next time, you know, we get exploded and separated. I don't know. Seems like it could probably happen again. I mean, I'm I'm open to it. I had a plan at that moment. It was just quickly ruined. But, you know, we're all fine. Vardkis, can you please tell Fasli that I was trying to save Constantina from dying? Oh, see, and I'm, also, well, Vargas, Vargas, could you can please you tell, tell Fasli? <laughs> That there is a shadow demon chasing us. So maybe we shouldn't just stand here going on and on and on about our plan. Well, Vargas, could you tell, please tell Mercy that I was going to save everyone, not just one person. Why and- did you just talk to each other? Why are you talking to <laughs> Vargas? An amazing mediator. Of course, of course they would talk to me. First, I want to show you something that I found in the lab. It's very cute. And I pull out the little poppet of Vasily that I've drawn like angry eyebrows onto. Look at it. It looks just like her. She's so angry. But also, if there's a demon, I really don't want to be outside. Yeah, I do appreciate how uh, (laughs) comfortable you all are. What we could do, Mercy, every time you're sad and you're mad at Vasily, you just talk to this cute poppet instead. How about that? And I wave the little um, arm. Mercy. Oh, look at. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I gotta. I have to get in character. I'm very grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Vargas's metamorphosis into Tahani Aljamil. <laughs> <laughs> I loved. I love Tahani. Um, but uh, yeah, I like wait. Like, oh, so I love science and my children. Why am I. Why do I sound like I'm from Zadash all of a sudden? We'll work on it on somewhere else. We'll work on it later. But if you're mad, you just talk to this one. I have another one in my bag for me. So You have another one? Yeah, I took like two. I just took a bunch of bee babies. Mercy do- Mercy takes the little doll. As you reach out and take the doll, Vasily, you can see the shattered remnants of Mercy's gauntlet. Go ahead, Mercy. Oops. And then I'm just gonna be like, well... Thank you for the skiff, Vargis. It looks just like Vasily, which means the doll will probably betray me as well. Uh, and I'm just going to put it in my pack. It's not sentient, so I, oh, at least I hope not. That would be Actually, now that I think about it, I'm not sure. Vasily would probably make a sentient doll that v- betrays people. Well, Vargas, you might want to be careful giving her gifts because she seems to just destroy them when she's done with them. Oh, I thought you were dead, so I didn't need to keep it to make you feel good anymore. (laughs) This is so awkward for me. Um, Is this our... There are demons and we should leave? I think let's go somewhere else. Perhaps. (laughs) My good man, let's go. (laughs) Vasily gets back up on Nicodemus's back. Okay, I don't... She looks really bad. I'll just walk. Um, The fresh air will be great for me. Nicodemus turns his head all the way around to look at Vasily and says Mother, they are correct. The horde is nigh. We should move. Is Nicodemus okay? He seems different. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you care? And I, I reach a hand for Constantina for her to get up. 
I, like, do the whole, like, move my body. When a young man reaches a certain age, he goes through a lot of things. There's, like, an ugly phase, you know. I didn't have that. Probably Nikolai, but not me. <laughs> you know, like, other other people drown don't really have that problem. We are forever beautiful, but we can talk about it another time. Uh, let's... Uh, we we should away, and, um, you know, I will walk with you, Mercy, my friend, and I will hold my arm out for Mercy, and I will tell you- I will take Vargas's arm. I don't know if I'll have to roll for this, TK, but I want to try and slip something into Mercy's bag. Who are you- are you deceiving? Are you being stealthy? I'm being stealthy because I don't want anyone else to see it. I'm okay with Mercy seeing because eventually- it's her bag, but I- I want to- Let's- do deception. Oh, that's gonna be great for me. Because uh, that's a plus seven. Just because, like, it's not something that requires dexterity, but you are trying to be sneaky and hide it. Okay, uh, that's a 19 for me. If anybody wants to watch Vargas and see whether or not Vargas is doing something sneaky, you are free to contest that. He's always doing something sneaky. Just Yeah, I wouldn't be, like, specially looking out for it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think Jericho paid attention to that, especially with this uh, 21. <laughs> then yes, you do notice Vargas slip. What did you slip, Vargas? It's a piece of paper. Okay, a folded uh, slip of parchment into Mercy's bag. Um, Mercy did not notice because she was busy brushing what those remnants you mentioned off of her arm. <laughs> I need a moment. <laughs> it's I'm- like when your parent, like you're at a friend's house and their parents start fighting. And you're like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. And your friend is, like, completely unbothered, and you're like, (laughs) you're like, like, so does this mean they're not going to make us pizza rolls? Oh my god. (laughs) Oh man, I want pizza rolls. (laughs) Sure, come in. Can we, can we play Xbox in your room? Yo. Like, Jesus. (laughs) And they're just like, no, for real, one of them's going to say a really colorful cuss word in a minute. You're just like, I don't want to spectate this. Anyway. Or you're like, if your parents get divorced, like, do I get to come to both houses or what? <laughs> <laughs> Which one's going to have the Xbox? Yeah. It takes a little under two hours at a steady pace for the group of you to reach a con, a small railway depot. In that time, this nearly full moon has risen well to its zenith and has begun sucking most of the color out of the sky into a dull, dark red. The screams and the gleeful cackles of the abyssal horde resound on the horizon here, but you don't see any of them. There are a few very high torches, one building with a platform, and a couple of people waiting for the train to come. In the distance, a couple hundred feet, you can see houses for other locomotives and carrier trains. But for now, you see the platform, the building, and a small sign that says, Bullet Express Telegram Service. That is what you see when you reach a con. Rapture. You are standing on the passenger platform 
of the three or four people standing beside you, when six people come in in the company of a large, fiendish monster along this wide railroad track, what would they see if they saw you? Well, they would see a very well-dressed tiefling. Um, She has this really deep burgundy skin and this heart-shaped face. Uh, Not sure if they could actually see from that distance um, uh, any anything close, but um, she's got um, she's got this white, um, bone white, sleeveless leather duster over an azure corset sort of fans out into a skirt that's got high slits and on her side uh she has um she has something sheathed and on her back she's got a crisscross of of items and i think in the in the glinting light you could probably see that one of the items is a sword hilt as they get closer they would see that the corset actually has um beading on it that looks pearlescent and that she's wearing very comfortable-looking slippers that are velvety with, uh, with again, like pearlescent thread that looks like uh, spider webs on it. And um, her, the items on the back of her are actually crisscrossed. One is a, it looks like a, a fiddle, the head of a fiddle, and the other is a sword. And then at her hip is it's sheathed uh, uh, the bow for the fiddle. Farkis, Overseer, that lady is so fancy. It's a very fancy woman. I suddenly am not sad. I <laughs> what a lovely lady. She's so pretty. Oh my goodness! Look, she plays the fiddle, Constantina. <sighs> I mean, she actually plays it though. Just probably. Oh, I Farkis. How dare you? Look, I will take. You can insult me all sorts about anything else, but that is the one thing that I pride myself about, okay? I've just never seen you do it, that's all. Sure you have. You have absolutely seen me do it. Oh, okay, maybe I just forgot. (laughs) Mercy just walks away from them, arguing, uh, and goes up to Rapture. Um, Although I don't know that's her name. Um, And I'm just like, hello, hello. It's so nice to meet another tiefling uh, so far from home. Oh my, um... What have we here? A unicorn. Uh, oh, um, some people say sat, but Mercy, my name is Mercy. What is your name? Mercy me. Uh, the name's Rapture. Oh, well, um, I like your, your sparkly outfit and your sleepers. They're so pretty. Um, but sorry, I just, we just landed here and, um, I don't know where I am and, uh, these are my friends, he's sing, and anyway, my name's Mercy, I said that already, um, uh, Fargis, 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 help! You're, you're, you're friends with this lot, and, and that thing. This, uh, lovely young man, is he's going through a time right now, you know, you know that special time in a young man's life, I think that's what this is, it's with the ugly face, I've never had that personally, I know that other people have, not me. My name is Vargas, by the way, um, but this uh, delightful young man uh, under there somewhere belongs to our, um, our friend Vasily up there and this our friend Const. Our travelling acquaintance. And our friend Constantina, who also 
plays musical instruments. Um, I think I. I oh, how lovely! I've heard that she does, but I can't remember it, so it's fine. I'm. I can assure you, I'm quite well acquainted with um, with um, young men going through a time, and I've not seen something like this before. He's a, he's a special boy. He's a special boy. I'm just going to shout down from on his back and be like, "I made him." Yes, Satisfasily. She made this creature uh, to be like herself, but really just made it look like her soul. I just roll my eyes. I just am like... We're all going through a bit of an adjustment period. We're not from here. I'm sure you can uh, you can tell. Oh, that's quite clear. Um, this is our friend, a uh, coffin friend, whose name I never... Jericho! Uh, Jericho's. I... Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to do that joke just once. Um, he has a coffin, and that's fine. You know, people are into things. That's fine. Whatever. I haven't checked, but I think it just has his stuff in it. Probably. It's like a fancy bag. Are you from here? Don't know. Many people are from, from around these parts. Did you also travel through the mists? Um, I suppose, suppose many of us have. Are you still waiting for the train? Aye. It's, uh, it's been delayed. Perhaps permanently. Has no one else come to warn you? Not, not while I've been here. What have they said? It's not so much what they said, so much as uh, I was on the train, and now I am no longer on the train. Well, I was as well, but um, there are other trains. Jericho and Rapture. As you two speak to one another, you get a sense of each other. Two mechanically opposed creations. Rapture, the aura coming off of Jericho, is inherently radiant. Jericho, you have spent the last couple of hours in the company of both Infernal and Abyssal, and Rapture is neither. And as you have this conversation, junk window comes open on the building and look if you're gonna stand on the platform you're gonna have to actually buy tickets <laughs> well are you gonna honor the ticket that i had earlier today yeah yeah you're fine uh the the new express is coming through they're c- clearing out the mess on the railroad but we'll get you it'll be just a few minutes they're coming through by way of uh, the north she looks uh, rapture looks over at jericho and says as I told you. Very well. Are you going to Mudar? Mudar? Yes, is that um, your destination? It is. I don't know where I'm going. The ticket counter will... He'll lean forward and a squat, blue-skinned tiefling with a, a collection of horns and a, and a crown along his forehead now. Styx Railway only goes to Madar. I would like one ticket to Madar. Vargas, do you need a ticket? Vasily, do you... Oh, I mean, uh, uh, Constantina, do you need a ticket? Um, I mean, I, I can buy my own or pitch in. Doesn't matter. We need three tickets to Madar. Oh, I think we need one for Vasily, too. I will buy Vasily's. Question about the Does, um... 
this is a scene I, uh, abomination. Does it also need a ticket, or is it like some sort of deal? You know, you buy them all in bulk, or what? In the meantime, when you are asking this question, Nicodemus has spoken to Vasily and tells Vasily, Mother, I must rest. Okay. Um, I slide off his back. He collapses into a heap of ash, and in the center of it is your carved raven. Oh. So I, like, pick it up and pocket it. That's weird. Should we scoop the rest of him into, like... No, it's fine. It's fine. Those are leavings. You can leave them. Will he be the same size when he comes back, or will he be the size of the raven, or... He could be larger. I don't know. Mercy has this same sort of I don't care face, but she is using her dust broom to dust up the ashes. Who's paying for the tickets? Oh, oh, I could maybe pay. Hang on, let me see how much money I have. Standard fare. I don't know how much that is. He points to a board beside him who reads Infernal. I do. That's one Infernal. This, you are not entirely a aware of this system of currency. You see a lot of digits with decimal points, but nothing that really explains an exchange rate. Um, I hold out my check that I have from the last quest that we were paid for via check, and I'm like, does these, can you split these? And he just kind of wave it in the window. Grabs it and sniffs the paper and the corner of it just licks the corner and throws it back out the window at you. <laughs> Can't tell how many souls that's worth. That? Souls the only currency out here in the wasteland. Come on. I don't have any souls except for my own. <laughs> Debatable. my friends. I take, I feel like I like put my hand in the bag and I like stress squeeze the Vaseline in there. It's like one of those like squishies. Would Vargas be familiar with this currency at all? Like, roll. You know what, Vargas? I would like to roll. I would like for you to roll me a wisdom, just straight wisdom. Use your saving throw modifier. It's not a saving throw. I want you to try and remember something. I did roll a twenty-one. Seventeen plus four. There was a time when you were a child, and it comes back. In a flood of memory that you are not sure what the trigger was. The only currency that matters. The only currency that matters is the soul. And as a child, you heard someone tell that to your mother. Mm -hmm. Is there another coin on you like the one that Vasily found? Let me check. The most likely place with a 21 would be your sword hilt. I will check my sword hilt. Alright. When you grab the sword hilt, you see the same crevice that previous one had been in. And you see four more. Okay. So are they, like, the crevices, are they filled with anything? Four soul coins. That's all you got. There's four of us. Uh, I just wanted to double check. With the knowledge that Nicodemus eats these, are you prepared to spend them? We can't get on the train. Actually, do we even know if the train's going to show up? Actually, um, can I go up to the the clerk, like the ticket ticket guy, and 
I will tell him that we are, we don't know why we're here. We just came here. Is there any way to exchange coins somewhere? We don't have any soul coins. I think as you're having this conversation, Rapture is going to sort of lean back on the, on the counter sill, um, and just lean her elbows back. And at this point, you can see she's very curvaceous. Um, and just sort of um, look over at Vargas and and Mercy, and oh, say, <laughs> "Seems you're having a bit of a bit of a time here, a bit of a bit of hard luck." We just arrived. We have not had any time to exchange our money, and I was wondering. See, coins here are called souls, and I don't have any souls. We don't have any of those. Um, what a strange name for a currency. <laughs> Would you perhaps be able to swap them for something? Are you looking for something currently? I have a statue of Beanie Babies um, that look like our friend. Or is there anything that we could provide you with that you were looking for in exchange for these? Or do you know how to exchange them? Well, your your lovely unicorn here um, is quite interesting to me. Um, I think perhaps my employer might. Um, might want to have a chat with you. She is very, she's so lovely. She's like a, she's so radiant, isn't she? Like, I've never seen like a pure white tiefling before. It's just very rare and beautiful. She's like a little, I love talking to people. She's like a little doll. I love her so much. My best friend. Oh, Vargis, you're so sweet. If you don't mind me asking, who is your employer? Oh, yeah, I guess that's important, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, Madame Magdalene. Hmm. That's a pretty name. Oh, not as pretty as you, though. Oh. I'm just standing on the side, like, waving my hands at my face. Are we accidentally going to sell our friend into a problem? <laughs> she just said said I would talk. Yeah. We're just yeah. talking. We're just going to talk. Turn your location on. We're just going to talk. <laughs> In the Abyssal Denny's parking lot. But I, f- I feel like that's probably the best idea, as there's no way for us to make any money here. I have never not had money, so don't love that. Uh, don't love that feeling. I think no one will take these piece of papers that they gave me. I'm starting to think this check is, isn't real money. It, it is. It's complicated. You have to take it to somebody and they exchange it for you. It's a whole thing. Do you want me to hold on to it for you? Yes, please, Vargas. Okay, hold on to this and I'll just take it. <laughs> We're never cashing these checks. <laughs> That's the theme of the show. We never cash checks. What is the decision that we have reached? I will be happy to talk to uh, your friend uh, if you'll help this passage uh, for mine and our traveling companion. I gesture in Vasily's general direction. And I suppose you lot... Um are capable. Some more than others, for sure. Uh, yeah, some some more than others. Some of us explode people's Vasily, labs. Don't do, do it. But Don't ruin this for me, please. I beg you. It was like a terrible day. Going through a breakup. Yes, some. We are, we are very capable. Some of us have killed Dark Lords. Others have turned into, like, dogs or something. And... I'm I'm just a man of mystery. I've done many things. That's we know. We are very capable. We do, you know, contract jobs, 
when we need to to get from place to place. All right. Um, I suppose I can uh, I can cover your cover your fare. Um, if uh, if Mercy here is willing to speak with my employer and and the rest of you are capable. I would love to. I have so many questions. I see that you carry an instrument. Are you a musician? As that's what your employer does, perhaps. I uh, it's a it's an entertainment club. Oh well, that's convenient. I'm also an entertainer, so perhaps that's some way that we can help. Constantina is very good at the violin. I think. I mean, yeah, I do. I am a performer, and I know that um, you know, I'm sure as a as a group we could come up with some interesting, you know, act for you. But I look forward to you know hearing your music. I suppose you shall at some point. Um, not sure we're looking for more entertainment uh, at the club, though. All right. Perhaps be useful in um in other ways. Sure. We're we're open. Certainly honest ways of earning soul coin now, isn't it? Mm. Honest is a funny word, isn't it? I'm not laughing. Honest. I'm also Honest. not laughing. Honest. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, Rapture. <laughs> the man in the window leans forward to Rapture and says, So these are on uh, Magdalene's tab? Aye. Mm. All right, you're all under house hot path right jurisdiction now. Who do I make these tickets out to? My name is Mercy. And he scrawls Mercy, puts a stamp, and the stamp is a stylized uh, cow's head. And slips it out the window. Who's next? Um, I'll do mine. Uh, Constantina? I want to give you my last name. First name should probably be Plenty. Constantina. Dantia. Stamp. All right. Close enough. Next. I will... Uh, my, my name is Vargas. Virgu. Perfect. Stamp. <laughs> Wretch. Out the window. Vasily Ava Mordenheim. And then I, like, look over at Mercy as I say that. As he begins to scroll the V, he stops. Glances up at you. Glances at the paper. All right. Uh, Vasily. Stamp. Reaches over, grabs a folded slip of paper, and hands it to you with your ticket. You've had a message waiting for you. Um, thanks. Will my ticket from before still be valid? Let me see. They, they kind of, like, take it out of their pocket, unscroll it, and then passes it into the window. Uh, for you, he takes a green stamp that's just got, like, a little smiling imp on it, and then slips it back to you. Hand it to the conductor. You won't get any trouble. Thank you. Well, Vargis, they spelled your name wrong. It is fine. It's fine. Vargu? Is that the other, is that like a real name? Is like Vargas like a nickname? No. <laughs> Got a real <laughs> Gary Terry situation going on here. <laughs> Vargas sleepy Gary Blackstone. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Terry Jerry situation. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, like, look at it dejectedly as somebody who has, like, gone to places and had my name misspelled. I'm like, I'll be Adele today. I'll just have a new life. <laughs> I'll run into the forest. Yeah, it's like, guess I live here now. <laughs> I guess this is me now. So, the train comes after a few minutes of 
solid silence just standing on that passenger platform. And it wheels forward a bright red, shiny as chrome locomotive. And along the side it says Ferryman Express. Add atmosphere to your tales from the mist time with a cup full of lantern in the mist tea, blended by Friday afternoon tea. This green tea speaks of rolling mists with bright mineral essence. Green tea, flowers, and cool ginkgo come together to ease the mind while sparkling the spirit. It's your only hope. Find Lantern in the Mist tea at bit.ly slash lantern tea. Who is coming aboard? We don't have all day. Come on. I'm on the schedule. Hello. My name's Mercy. Up, up, up. Bring your luggage. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. I guess I go up and show my ticket. Yeah, she's... Get seated. We will take your tickets in just a few minutes. Oh, okay. I go and... I want to go find a seat away from everyone. Now, this is a single cabin carrier locomotive. It's very small. They're about... Roll me a d10, somebody. I will do that. Uh, five. There's about five other passengers already there. In the back is freight. That's usually where most people have put like their bigger luggage and things like that. But for the most part, these look like wastelanders who really just needed a break on their way to Mudar. Most people are asleep as technically it's night here. And you can see that there are blackout curtains that you can pull down. Is there any overhead storage? <laughs> For your coffin. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. Does this Though, fit as the, you, the guidelines for size? There is overhead storage, and it's just iron rails that go across all of the seats. And uh, the Vistani woman pulls out a pocket watch, and she's, Is this all? Is this everybody? I get on the train. Here's my ticket. My name is Vargu. I want to go sit down now. I sit next to Vasily. When, as as each person gets on the train, they see that this Vistani woman, this conductor, at the most five foot one, small, uh, very very round, um, but sturdy. And anybody who gets too close will get an elbow in the side as she tries to guide you inside. Like, come on, let's. Let's get on let's get on track. We got to go. Rapture knows the drill here and she boards the train but she I think she's gonna go to the front of the train and if there's anybody there. Rapture is the only person who this conductor moves out of the way for. And she says, Ah, Miss Rapture, good to see you again. She nods over at her. If there's anybody in the in the front of the train, she's gonna kick at their boot to wake them up. Uh, there is an older man at the front of the train, and you kick at his boot, and he looks up at you, sees you, there's a glint of recognition, and he gets up immediately and moves. She takes his warm seat. Mercy is going to go sit next to Rapture. I will sit next to Vasily. Okay, the back of the bus. Yeah, <laughs> where I belong. Uh, I'm going to pull out the Vasily, the, the Vasily doll with the angry eyebrows and hold it up and be like, 
Jamie. Could you actually, real quick, I was wondering if maybe you could invent something, um, because you're very smart and wonderful, if you could invent something that goes inside of it so, like, I can, like, keep the things that you say and I can just, like, pull it. And she said that I used to have a little puppet that did that when I was a boy. It was very fun. I literally was trying to prioritize helping you create something to help you harness your magic, but you would rather me stop and make you a voice box for this toy. If I'm honest, yes, but I understand you will not do that. I know, but maybe after you're done, we could we could switch gears so I could have a little bit like, I love science and mercy and number five. Ugh, I'll think about it. What was it you said at the lab? Yeehaw. No. Oh, well, that's between us. Please don't, don't tell. Okay, well, I do Don't tell her. She's actually kind of embarrassed. <laughs> it will be, uh, and now that Vargas knows it's a legitimate secret, he'll, like, put the doll, like, up to his face and be like, it'll be our little secret. Don't tell anyone, Vasily. Don't tell anybody. Not so. Just you and me know now. Vasily does not trust you because you stole all her money. I didn't steal it. It's still in my bag. Also, I did give you your notebook bag full of your sciences. We are friends, remember? I showed you my yeehaw. Please respect. <laughs> Please respect. <laughs> oh, I always knew there was something fantas- fantastical about you, you little grumpy puss. That's I knew there was something. And now I have it. So now you have to help me. Otherwise, I'm going to tell Mercy you say yeehaw. I look pleadingly around for Constantina and that other guy that I just met, or person I just met, like, who, where? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm looking for my seats. I probably would sit next to her near Jericho. Yeah, I'm looking for a place where I can keep an eye on as many people as possible, so probably somewhere towards the center of the car. And I make sure I have out uh, a mace of warning. That's what it's called. There you go. And just lay it nicely on my lap. It's uh, bound with a nice red rope. As all of you get seated, the stairs come up, the door shutters, and the little Vistana woman turns around to greet the rest of you and says, Greetings. Welcome to the Ferryman Express aboard the Styx Railway. We are on one-way trip to Mudar, unless uh, something... Special is required, and that last part she directs to Rapture. If there are extra stops that we can make for you, Miss Rapture, we will certainly prioritize those. Oh, I think uh, the most direct is good. Everybody, please direct your attention to our safety signs. You will notice they are not there. That is because you are on the cheapest ride. My name is Dulcime. Please do not address me at any time during this trip unless you absolutely need to, which you will not. What is a spirit error? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yes, spirit error. <laughs> They're going to charge you for that seatbelt buckle. <laughs> There's the seatbelt buckle. Make sure it's nice and tall. $10. Yeah. We are on a, and she checks her watch, six-hour trip to Mudar. There is no food. There is no water. Have a delightful trip. And she opens the door and enters the conductor's room, the engine room, 
and then shudders it behind her. You feel the train shudder to a start <clears throat> and begin to pull away from a con. So, uh, she seemed nice. Ooh. You've, um, you've a funny way about you. Tell, tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, so, um, I come from Dark Horn. That's where my family lives. Um, and I was, uh, traveling with a friend. Um, but she's not here anymore. Um, but since then, I've met, uh, Constantina and Vardgis, and we keep getting picked up by Zemis and being thrown into places, and there was a magical crown, and then Constantina turned into a verjackal. Oh, and it's not my news to share, but, but, uh, and, uh, anyway, I get nervous when I'm talking to new people, especially when they are so sparkly. She laughs. <laughs> it's... Nothing to be, nothing to be, um, worked up about secrets between us. That about you? You seem very important? No, just, um, just a bard. Doing bardic work. You must be very creative. I suppose I'm quite good with, uh, with the fiddle. Your friend is as well. Um, yes, I think so. Yes, I have heard her plate. Once. Can, can Roger tell if she's being honest? <laughs> she played the violin on the, on the boat. I no, I mean like the yeah, quality. Yeah, and I believe, I feel like she also played during wedding preparations, even if she didn't oh, yeah. get to play at the wedding. Okay, so I've whether heard her play multiple times. Whether or not... I bet, I think Mercy genuinely thinks Constantine is great. Oh yeah, she did do that concert. I forgot she did a concert on the boat. So it's quite a, quite an interesting lot you're traveling on with. Didn't, don't you think, uh, traveling, well, have you traveled with your own kind? Oh, I, well, when I was in school at the academy, there was a tiefling sorority that I was a part of, um, and that was nice, uh, but, well, I'm not like the other tieflings. They grew up in their families, and when I was a baby, I was swapped for a human baby, um, and so I grew up these humans, and I don't know who my family is, and so that, that is why I travel. You're looking for family? Yes. Are there lots of tieflings here? I know this. I mean, you have the and the and the 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 tiki person had had the horns. I I think you'll fit in quite well, especially at Mag Madame Magdalene's. Are there lots of tieflings there? Yes. Do you think maybe they know where, I mean, I could ask some questions maybe, and see maybe they know who my family is, and I can find my parents, and then I won't be alone in the world? Well, Madame Magdalene's quite powerful here, and if you're looking for something, it's quite possible that she'll be able to find it for you. Oh, I can't wait to meet her then. I, I also, I wonder if I was switched when I was a baby, 
that means um, that my parents' baby was switched, and so I wonder if she was raised by tieflings or devils, or I don't really know where she is or where she would have gone. And so I'm looking for her, too, for my master and foster. My love, I, I doubt she's still around, if you know what I mean. Oh, so probably she wouldn't stay here. That's one way of putting it. You mean she's probably a traveler like me, like in a way we are sisters. I get what you're saying. I'm sure you do. You're going to fit in right right well with uh, Madame Magdalene's. Mercy is like glowing right now. She's so happy. All of the answers are going to come. I'd like to swing over to Constantina and Jericho real quick. You know, I'm disappointed that there's no snacks because six hours is like a long time to go without getting a snack. But, you know, I always give a little something in my bag and I pull out like a flask. <laughs> a flask is a snack? It's a liquid snack and I uh, offer it to Jericho. It's probably terrible, but. You know. It's called a liquid lunch, TK. <laughs> Business people do it all the time. Which ones? Patrick Bateman? Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, that was an American Psycho rest. <laughs> that was an American Psycho reference, and the answer is no, he does not. No, thank you. He values his skin. So, do you mind if I just, like, you know, I don't, if it bothers Please, you, then I. Go right ahead. Um, these people you are traveling with, you consider them friends? <sighs> sure. I mean, we traveled together for like a couple weeks, I think couple of weeks um yeah i mean sure it's been you know kind of a roller coaster but there's certainly a lot of distrust and animosity yeah i know it's really like you know coming off in waves right now isn't it we just yeah we had like a thing a couple of days ago that i think we're still trying to you know sort out but i mean yeah i feel like we look out for each other or we try tell me where are you going you know, I don't know because I don't really know where we are. And this seems to have happened to us recently where we go through the mist and end up in a place that we didn't plan, which for me is not how traveling through the mist ever goes. Usually I know, or at least like can kind of expect what's on the other side. So I'm not sure. What about you? Where are you trying to go? Are you, you I think you said you weren't from here, yeah? No, uh, I am <clears throat> on a mission to Mudar. To actually help as many people as I can. Oh my goodness, that's such a that's such a good thing to do. I you know, I set out to try to do something similar, and I think I've kind of lost my way a little bit. But maybe maybe this you know maybe we're supposed to meet each other so I could get back on track. How what are you trying to do to help people? I think Jericho looks down at their mace for a second, and then looks at their notes. <laughs> he just has like a like a crumpled up like piece of paper be like <laughs> he just looks at his she's like how are you gonna help people he just like looks <laughs> like, at his bloody mace oh like just his hand it, like looks at their hand and it's like um a, a, a like rubbed off note yeah help, help people <laughs> 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 yeah just says Jericho Amarash funeral service. <laughs> the people here in Harakir are underneath 
a certain contract, if you will. Everyone's soul, once they die, is conscripted into the blood war. I have been asked to help as many people as I can by Ilmada. Oh, well, that sounds very serious, and I don't know if I quite understood all of that, but how how do you plan to go about that? Is, is this some sort of cause that you might need help with? If you are willing to offer your own services and walk with Jericho, I would certainly not turn down the help. But I wonder if you need help right now, particularly your friend up ahead. Mercy? Yes. Uh, sure. Is she hurt? I might. I might. I don't really know, like how everyone's, you know, feeling right now. I'm not entirely sure. We are to trust every single face we meet here. Granted, I'm also new to the mists. I'm just saying that we should tread with caution. Okay, well, I mean, I guess if I trust that, then I have to trust you, right? Which kind of goes against what you just told me. And, you know, that's kind of been my problem before, whereas I trust people too quickly, so... I'll heed your advice. How are you feeling, by the way? Well, you know, I mean, you helping me not that long ago did kind of keep me on my feet, but, uh, you know, my clothes are kind of ruined at this point. I probably look like a hot mess. I I feel okay. I'll probably feel better if I just take a nap, you know? Good. I am glad. Although I'm, like, really excited to be on this train because I've never, you know, been on the train before. And, uh, you know, with the menagerie, we used to talk about maybe building out train systems in different domains. So, I don't know. This is cool. Out of all the trains I've been on, this one hasn't crashed yet. Has that happened to you on every... Okay, for, first of all, how many train rides have you been on? And of those, how many have crashed? Uh, one other one. That was just the one that you told me about earlier, yeah? Y- yes. Okay, just just checking to make sure that you had been on like 10 trains and like they all happened to crash so, with you on it, so... Technically, 50%. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> That's an athlete you mean. I want to jump over to Vasily and Vargas. Yes. What's going on with you two on this train ride so far? I have taken the Vasily doll and I'm with the little Vasily arms. I'm like trying to get Vasily to smile. Like just like taking the little arms and doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Grumpy. Vasily. Vasily is like... Her hands are very sweaty. Like, she wants to see what this message she got is, but she also doesn't want Vargas to see it. (laughs) Because every time he learns one of her secrets, he uses it against her. Whoa! Uh, I use it to strengthen our bond, uh, so we have common ground through extortion. She also knows as soon as someone says mean things about Vasily, you're just like, yeah, you know that person, whatever. No. Goodbye. I will. Okay, is, Are we having like a mental discussion? Is, like, Is there any way for like Vargas to, I don't know, like sense how Vasily feels? I feel like he knows that she is not having a great time, but. You're, fear- you're free to roll insight and because of your dark powers. Uh, ability, you are able to do that at advantage. <laughs> but that's only if Vasily is contesting it. 
Uh, yeah, she's definitely going to contest it. So. This is insight? Okay, so 17. What does a 17 tell Vargas, Vasily? Probably. I mean, he could probably tell that she's very nervous and visibly so, like, kind of sense some nervous energy coming off of her, which was not present earlier. Um, and there's nothing really going on to cause that. Like, she can't see uh, Mercy from here or anything like that. And so he just knows that something's wrong. Okay. Well, I will see that my <laughs> Vasily Beanie Baby is not working. And I'll, like, pull it away. And I'll, like, put my chin on top of the the head of the Beanie Baby and be like, Vasily tell your friend Vargas, and I'm not gonna tell, I promise, I'm not gonna tell anybody about the hee-haw thing. Mostly because that would be embarrassing for me to say. Um, but I won't, I won't tell anybody about it. We all have our weird things. I feel like, you know, a lot has happened recently. Shared trauma makes people very close. What can I do for you? As a friend, I'm asking as a friend with no, with wanting nothing in return, because wanting things in return gets me into a little bit of trouble. So what if it was completely altruistic? I try it out, try something new every day. What can I, your friend, Vargas, with an I, do for you? Vargas? Yes. I would like... I. I will tell you what's going on if you willingly enter into a binding pact with me that you will not tell anyone any of my secrets ever. Ever? Like, is that ever? Okay, so, for, when you say ever, does that mean if you die, I can tell them? If I die, you can tell them. Okay, okay. Okay. If, oh, if I die and come back as ghost, can I? And you'll still No, I have I have to be dead. Okay. Do you, do you want to do this or not? Ah, uh, yes, I do. Because okay. I need to belong. And I'm sad. She very dramatically takes off her glove and holds out her pinky to you. Uh, what? What's wrong with it? Just give me your pinky. You have a perfectly good pinky. You don't I don't Give want me your to... pink hold your pinky out. Are you gonna Is it gonna hurt? You have to be willing to do this. Here. Make it quick. <laughs> and when they lock pinkies, oh. she wants to cast suggestion on him to where he will not tell anyone any of her secrets until she how, dies. How long does suggestion last? Um, oh, it only lasts eight hours. I thought this was until it happened. I, I don't know. This is fine. Well, well, oh. oh, no. Yeah. I will offer you... The ability to make this permanent. Okay. Sure. <laughs> In exchange, you will need to take something of Vargas's to ensure your hold over him. Well, Beanie Baby counts. I'm very attached to it. It does not count. <laughs> it needs to be something. You will need to take something from Vargas's body. Ugh. Blood, hair. Um, I want to take his pinky. <laughs> <laughs> you will have to take it 
and you will have to keep it as a talisman. Okay. <laughs> Do Pinky you agree? Promise. Do you agree? I'll give you a lock of hair. It's very nice. You said you would do this. Do you have anything to make it hurt less? Do I? I can make it hurt less. Please don't lose your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) What do I need for this to be? I really don't want. You will have to. You will have to take forcibly take something of Vargas's from his body to make this permanent and keep it as a talisman where no one can find it. And the phylactery will allow you. I will say, if you take my pinky, it will be very hard to shoot a gun. So... Well, what... What's your dominant hand? Both of them. No, they're not! How about I... Just think on it. Flip a coin. Just rip some of my weave out! Damn, get hood with it! Shit! (laughs) Is there something happening on the other side of the train? I feel like Cersei Sol must not be in the Okay, (laughs) Um, so for now, we'll say it lasts eight hours, and then I will figure out if I forcibly am taking his pinky. There's so many other things to take! Uh, Pinky promise! You will also automatically fail a dark powers check. Oh. Oh, if I take his pinky? For willingly giving in to the phylactery and evil artifact. But he won't be able to tell any of your secrets until you die permanently. I just don't understand why it has to be the pinky. Uh, yeah, I cut off his pinky. <laughs> oh Are you going to do that right now? Yes. With what? I have a dagger. Okay, you're going to drag, draw your dagger and immediately cut off Vargas's pinky? Yes. <laughs> I've already lost so much. Do the rest of us notice this? This sounds like NJ Transit. (laughs) (laughs) It really does. This is just the 40 bus. This is just the 40 bus in Seattle. (laughs) Okay, Vasily. Vargas, she's drawn her dagger. What would you like to do? I don't want my pinky cut off, but I want to see. Vasily, make a grapple check. She's way stronger. <laughs> I also want to, I don't know if this is a thing, because I'm, I'm not a doctor, but if I were to cast, like, Ice Knife on my dagger, would it, like, freeze it or, like, make him numb, at least, so he wouldn't feel it? No, but I think you can cut with an Ice Knife. Okay. I don't know if that would help, if it's, like, cold, if it's really cold. Yeah, I think you can cut with an Ice Knife, and it would just, free- we'll say it would freeze his hand. Does this count as um, danger by any chance? <laughs> the only danger is to me, and I deserve everything Vargas, I get. are you distressed? Are you in danger? <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm in danger. Um, <laughs> doesn't the ice knife explode after you attack with it? Uh, that's just like a minor detail. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, listen. Listen. Do you have... Uh, wait, let me see. Do I have any, like... Leftover opium or something? <laughs> oh, you for sure do. <laughs> I, feel I like- super feel like I have, I don't know, opium in my bag. Always. Yeah, I was trying to see what I have. I don't have anything to give you. So if you have opium in your inventory. Do you describe this to... There's a difference between Hadil being okay with it and Vargas being okay with it. I feel like... Here's, here's the thing. I feel like Vargas would be okay with it. He doesn't got anything to lose. He got it. it's a pinky. I still have the glove. Just put that shit on. 
Uh, but it's like, like a as... floppy finger. No, no. Here's the thing. All right. Here's the thing. I'm gonna let you cut my finger off. Vargas is gonna let you cut your finger off. But if you make a gun for me, which you have to, uh, yeah. I want like a cool thing that I can slide my hand into it so I can hold it correctly. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's stop drawing it out. Are you doing it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cut. Cut my pinky off so I can read your paper. Go ahead. We'll say. Vasily takes out her dagger, slices cleanly, and the two of you staunch the blood. Vasily, we will get to your dark powers check in just a moment. No. I would like for you to fulfill your bargain with Vargas first, (laughs) so he knows what his flesh and blood has purchased. Okay. I pull out the message and open it to read it. It's a blank piece of paper. (laughs) All right. <laughs> Hi, hun. How are you doing? No. <laughs> hey, babies, ma'am. <laughs> so, what if it's a wrong number? Um, oh, God. All right. The message. As you open it up, the telegram reads If you are reading this, she killed me. She will kill you too. Run. I think that was worth a pity. That's not good. It is signed. Vasily Eva Mordenheim. Ooh, Dwight Schrute. Yeah, that, that was my inspiration. Thank you. Um, can I add like just a little bit of flavor? Is that okay? Yes. You can. When Vasily cuts Vargas's pinky off uh, and they stop the blood, is it the whole thing or is it just like a section of it? I imagined it as the whole pinky. Okay, that's fine. It, like, either yeah. way, I don't have it. Like, yeah. I am now missing a part of my body. Which is fine, because this hand before was all burned up. So, anyway. Um, as you take it off, it goes from, like, um, like that, that golden brown color to blue. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Also, I have a long crack nail, so, you know what? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, as I'm, like... Holding my like throbbing pinky, and I like put the glove back on. I wanna, I wanna look at Boss and be like, "Please don't wear it as a necklace. Have a little bit of class." Would never. That's I don't disgusting. Know. Like, you look like the type that would. Vasily, you have failed your dark powers check automatically. As you pocket this, black veins begin to spread from your eyes and your mouth. You now gain deception at advantage, but these black veins will spread with every lie you tell. Gonna look so freaking cool, though. (laughs) Does it? (laughs) I'm missing a binky. Now we're both cool. Me more so. All right, let's let's move on from this because honestly, I've I've reached my threshold. Um. I will say, the ride is fairly pleasant. I mean, it's straight wasteland and rolling dunes, and that sun sinks rather steadily. So it's not until three hours in that the first major rock to the train happens. And all of the lanterns inside turn from yellow to red. Is this normal? Does Rapture know this is normal? It is not normal. Does she know what it's a sign of? 
another rock of the trains, you can look out the window. Rapture looks out the window. Everybody who looks out the window, roll me a perception check. I also do. I like because I think I've been my face has been plastered against the window the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen. It's a very violent rocking, and you can hear combustion. Twelve for rapture. I got a ten. I'm a danger. I'm missing a pinky. Uh, Thirteen. All right. A 19 is enough to hear the rev of an engine outside. It's not something that you typically would hear in Ravenloft, unless you're from here. And then the gleaming red chrome that crests over the horizon with a chassis with horns arcing out at you and the hyena-headed bandits that ride along it. That would seem fairly commonplace. If you had to guess, Rapture, Jericho, you would guess you were in the middle of a train holdup. <laughs> Everybody make me a dexterity saving throw as they launch another cannon into the side of the train. One, so three. Oh. <laughs> or four. Very good. Okay. Five. Uh, Fifteen. Mm, Thirteen. Three. Uh, three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can we all just like fall in a like a lump of threes? Like we should. Yeah. Fall every in. honestly, everybody who rolled below a thirteen is now prone, knocked out of their seats. Can I fall onto Rapture? <laughs> And you hear a very tinny sounding voice, almost like an old phonograph, come up over the waves of the train. It's just, uh, hello there, this is Delsame. Uh, it, it would seem that we are in the middle of a train holdup. Uh, if anybody who has some weapons capability could please proceed out the right-hand window to the turrets atop the carrier, that would be most excellent. Thank you. Jericho's on his feet. He is opening up, uh, sorry, they're, they're opening up their coffin, reaching in, <gasps> grabbing out their lantern, and then proceeding as instructed. All right. There is an emergency exit through one of the doors on the right-hand side of the train. I'll follow Jericho, I guess. <laughs> this is my new friend who wants to help people. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, Rapture's, uh, Rapture's following as well. You said we can see these people outside the windows? Yeah, you can see them through the window. Is there a way to open the window? The, the windows are all sealed shut, but you can open them forcefully if you would like. Um, Mercy doesn't think things through real hard, so she might go up to window and just be like, shocking grasp, shatter. Okay. All right. Yeah, the window shatters, and you can hear the howl of the dunes as this locomotive races through the desert at 30 miles an hour, which is much faster than pretty much anything any of you have ever ridden. Yeah. Just thinking about her friends and her traveling companion, Vasily, um, in trouble, she's going to just kind of, like, start climbing out the window, but, like, keeping an arm inside. All right. So, 
you start climbing out, I need a dexterity saving throw from you to get out the window without falling. And anybody else, anybody else who is climbing up the ladder onto the turrets on top, you're going to give me a dexterity saving throw with advantage because you are climbing the ladder. I got a total of 21 that time. All right. Yeah, you managed to get out the window and pretty much you can do whatever you want on the side of that train. Whatever I want? <laughs> Well, look. <laughs> <laughs> um, I climbed up the ladder okay, and uh, I got a twenty-two while doing so. So I want it to look really freaking cool. I will say, I will say, there is at least one young woman on the train who watches you climb up the ladder, and you just toss your hair back in the wind, and she can see like your face silhouetted against the black moon, and you like wink at her. Yes, and she just like faints. <laughs> yeah, faints dead away. We love to see it. Anybody else going up top? Yep, straight up top, but I, I do call back over to Constantina. I guess all trains are meant to crash. Yeah, well, it seems to be like a weird pattern. Um, I rolled the 16, by the way. Yeah, I got a 17. Ooh. All right, very cool. You both keep your balance up there. Anybody else? Rapture's going up. She got a 19. I don't want to go up yet. That is fine. Anybody who is on top of the train, as you get up there, you see that there are two what appear to be mechanical devices lit up with bright green up there. And there are a few uh, iron barricades up there for cover. I would like for you all to roll me initiative. I got a 17. Six. Ten. Mm. Five for rapture. Thirteen. Fifteen. <laughs> Garbage. All right. Who got the most? I think with my 17. Okay. Awesome. Popcorn initiative starts with you. Oh yeah. Lisa. Um, so Mercy's gonna take a look at this. You said it was like a horned mechanically. Vehicle? Yeah, mechanically there is one tormentor and then two devil's rides that are crusting these dunes. Oh. Um, there's three. Um Mercy, she looks like she's concentrating really hard because she doesn't have her gauntlet, which helps her um, sort of focus and concentrate her magic. Um, and she's trying to cast a lightning bolt to hit two of them. Um, she's not necessarily aiming for people. She's aiming more for... Actually, she doesn't really know what a vehicle is. I don't think she's ever... Well, she's seen trains before. I guess she's aiming for, like, an engine sort of thing. She just mm -hmm. doesn't want them bugging them. Okay. Um, if I'm able to hit two in, like, a line. Let me roll something real quick and make sure they're in a line. They are not. So what we've got right here is like a staggered, um, well, honestly, they, I mean, technically anything is a line. Yeah, two. That's why so, two. Yeah. So the three of them aren't in a straight line, but we're going to say they're in like a V shape with the so devil's right. Like the front one and one of the devil's. Yeah. Rides. You could, you okay. could hit the devil's right and the tormentor. Okay, that is what I'm going to try to do. Hit him with a lightning bolt. And she's, like, got her tongue sticking out of the corner of her mouth. She's concentrating so hard. Um, and however you want to do this, if it's the vehicle or the people, uh, they need to make a dexterity save. Uh, DC 15. So for the Tormentor and then for the Devil's Ride rolled at 15. So they'll get a 19. But the Tormentor rolled a 10. So it'll be half or um, on a failure. So eight, 14, 20. 
24, 27 lightning damage on a failure. Um, 13 on a success. Uh, and just as a reminder, Mercy doesn't have her gauntlet, so I don't know if you want me to roll on my consequences table. Uh, I do want you to roll on your consequences table. What did you say for, um... Was the, oh, the success? Oh, for the damage? Uh, uh, on a success, it's 13 lightning damage. All right, go ahead and roll your consequences. Woo! I'm going to spell out the table. Um, an eight. An eight. Your hair is already wa- white. <laughs> I will jump to the next table. <clears throat> oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> Lucy, I'm this is too. not good. On an eight, the caster develops an irrational fear of magic and magical items. Oh no! They instant negate all auras, dispel those that they cannot negate, cast aside all items they know or suspect to be magical. The caster refuses the aid of known spellcasters and flees the presence of any magical items they cannot throw further than ten feet away. This condition persists for 1d6 turns. So roll me a d6. Yeah, it's not permanent. Okay, four turns. Okay, so four turns. So I'm trying to think what magical stuff Mercy knows that she has on her. Um, So she casts that and like... Um, she had been concentrating really hard, and as this red lightning bolt shoots from her open palm uh, without her gauntlet, uh, she feels the heat of the lightning against her skin um, for the first time, and as it grows stronger, um, she suddenly stops it um, and just starts getting nervous as like electricity skips around her body for whatever reason it's making her nervous that she can't control it the way she can when she has Vasily's gauntlet on um and as a spark jumps to uh, the dagger uh that she has uh, her magical dagger uh she just kind of like panics and throws it and i would like for you to Roll 2d20s as you've triggered two mishaps. A 12 and a 6. Okay, a 12. The helm of the tormentor begins to fill with smoke. They start driving erratically. The 6th, the devil's ride that you hit, the speed decreases as its furnace ruptures. Who's next in the popcorn? Um, Mercy will throw to Rapture. All right. Um, so with the vehicles that are moving next to the train, are they, what can she get within a 30 foot cube? Like, are there, are there two vehicles, one vehicle? There are three vehicles. They're technically all still up and about, but... One of them is driving very radically, and the other one, the furnace is caught on fire. Right. Are they all within a 30-foot cube, would you say, though? or? Um, I would say two of them are. Definitely a Devil's Ride and a Tormentor. All right. So I think what you'll see is uh, 
Rapture just sort of uh, bends down and she pulls out just this stick of incense and lights it. And there's billowing smoke that goes out beside the train. And in this 30-foot cube, there's this twisting pattern of color that tangles up in the air. Um, she has cast Hypnotic Pattern. Okay. Um, and it requires anyone in that cube to make a wisdom saving throw. All right. I will. Are you centering this cube on the Devil's Ride that was, or will this cube include the Devil's Ride that was damaged or the Devil's Ride that wasn't damaged? I would say the one that isn't because the other one is driving erratically, right? It's on fire. The tormentor is driving erratically. Okay. Um, yeah, she's going to target the one that hasn't been damaged yet, hoping that the other one will, I don't know, explode in some sort of fancy fire. All right. So, uh, and these are saving throws? Yes, wisdom. Uh, spell DC is 15. Oh, it's an 11 and a 7, so you definitely got it. All right. So, uh, on a failed save, they become charmed for the duration, and while charmed by the spell, the creature uh, in this area is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. What does it look like when you cast this on them and it succeeds? So the mist sort of envelops this uh, this cube, and all of a sudden you see that these two vehicles have just... Um, it's like It's not like they put the brakes on, but it's like they're decelerating... Um, very rapidly because they're not putting their foot on the accelerator anymore, um, and no, it seems like nobody's at the wheel. So they're they're just when they conk over, they just drift away into each other. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, <laughs> roll a d twenty for me, real quick. Right. That's an eighteen. Because that collision is going to be a mishap. 18 damaged axle it is the tormentor whose axle gives snapping and crashing into the dunes the devil's ride sort of swerves around in a circle tries to ride itself but doesn't seem to get it who would you like to bounce to i think she's going to go to constantina yeah See what she's made out of. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I okay. What do I? So I'm. I climbed the ladder. What do I see from my current vantage point? From your current vantage point, atop this train with all of these turrets and stuff, you can see two. What would appear, if you were a modern person, to be sort of motorcycle-like vehicles. They are two wheels of this pitted metal with these these creatures with hyena heads, just flames erupting, smoke billowing from them, and they drive and swerve and crest the dunes. One of them has what appears to be a rifle, on his shoulders. That is what you see. You also see the wreckage of the large mm, four-person buggy that has obliterated itself on the sand. Are they within 60 feet? They are not within 60 feet. 
But that's okay. You can always attempt the turrets. Um, sure. So I think that because I know that they are beyond the distance of pretty much all of my magic. Um, yeah, I will I'll attempt the turret. All right. Yeah. Give it a shot. Now, with these turrets, technically, this is alien technology. So I want you to roll me an intelligence to make sure that you're not going to shoot yourself. <laughs> Probably a good thing to roll for. Okay. Everyone, give my, my dice good, good luck. Okay. This is not how Constantina can go out, okay? Oh, that's actually really good. Um, 19 plus... What's my intelligence? Plus one. Dirty 20. Thank you for dabbing. Dabbing solidarity. All right. Dirty 20 is definitely enough for you to sort of get the hang of it, um, at least for this shot. Go ahead and shoot your shot. Now, you're not proficient with this, so just use nice old... Nice old pew pew. Um, just roll a right. d20 for me. <laughs> Three! Okay. And you shot it. Yeah. You shoot and it just pew, off the sand. You still haven't quite got the hang of it. Would you like to go again? Yeah, yeah. Two shots. Feel the power. Okay. That is much better. Just, just a D20, nothing to add to it. Okay, 18. 18? It's still not enough. You, It bounces off the hull. Doesn't seem to do it. Well, heck. Who would you like? What would you like to do? Oh, I mean, I'm assuming that's my full action, unless I can do a bonus action. I would like you can to do, do a bonus, bonus action. action. Yeah. I would like to give Bartertick Inspiration to Jericho. And I will also popcorn to Jericho. Where is Mercy? Um, com- you're you're up on top along with the rest of us. Did you just? I'm like on the side of the train, but she's probably flipping out and trying to climb back inside the train at this I point. See. Would your action have been visible to us up on top? Oh yeah, you would have seen a giant red lightning bolt. Um, and here's a question for you, DM. When you said that, uh. <laughs> When aura effects won't affect mercy for these four rounds, what if it's an aura effect that prevents fear? Hmm, let's see. Instant negates all aura. And dispels those that they cannot dis- negate. So, I think I think the most likely... Uh, the most likely thing would be that mercy would move away from the aura. Yeah, and she's, like, trying to get inside the train again. I see. All right. Okay. Um, that being the case, there was one other turn up on top, too, correct? Or was it just the one? Yeah, there are two turrets. Yeah. All right, so we're jumping into the other one, then. Here we go. Yeah, you want to sh- shoot a we're gun? We're going to shoot a gun. And these are juking left and right, so give me two of your best shots. Here we go. Wait, intelligence roll first. And that will be a 14. All right. For this turn, you've you've figured it out. All right. Jericho is behind this gun, and they take aim and use a bardic inspiration. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. Wait, no, that wouldn't work on an attack roll, would it? 
No, you can use it just for your own knowledge. Um, You can use it for. Hang on, I accidentally minimized that. Um, You can use it for an attack roll. It's it just gives it one d eight to whatever you choose to use it. Oh, perfect! All right, so then we hit a twenty four. Yes, that does hit. The damage that you will roll for this laser cannon. Oh, oh. Is going to be five uh, d eight radiant damage. What? Who doesn't love shooting things? Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. Radiant. Twenty four. All right. Roll me a d twenty. You've triggered another mishap. Beautiful. <laughs> and that'll be an eighteen. Oh, yeah. You damage its axle. It was already spinning in circles. Crack. It just crashes against the sand. All right. Who are you going to jump to? We're about to... We've only got the one Devil's Ride left. And actually, let me roll something for them real quick. And they rolled a natural one. So the group of you sees this two-wheeled vehicle swerve in the sand and just speed into the desert away from the train. I would like to jump ahead a little bit because we are ending on time. Can I do a quick ramification to what was going on with Mercy being terrified of magic? She tumbles back into... um, the train um, and is like taking her rosary off, taking her ring off, throwing her dagger on the floor. Um, and you, uh, Vasily, who's the only one who stayed in the train, maybe hears her at the other end going, I need to ground myself. I need to ground myself. Going through her bag, she grabs the little Vasily doll and is like clutching it and like curled up on the floor um, saying like, I almost lost control. I almost lost control. And just lies there crying until mm-hmm. everyone comes back. Vasily, will you roll me a wisdom saving throw? Sure. Uh, That is an 18 plus 2, so dirty 20. You lose one memory. Which one is it? Um, I want to forget that Mercy ever killed Mordenheim in front of me. She didn't. She never did. You don't even know when the last time you've even seen him. There was so much anger built up inside of you. But the direct memory... It's like ashes in the wind. What do you do? Um... Feel a lot better, probably. Um... And then I would like to... See if I can find Mercy. She's at the front of the passenger train. Um, I guess I I run to her and see if she's okay. Yeah. So I just kind of like run up and just I'm like, what is going on? Are you okay? I almost lost control and I can't do it. Do my magic V-Soundsy gauntlet and it was too powerful and everybody could have gotten hurt. And I like throw the doll to the side and I just kind of like curl around Vasily's ankle really pathetically. 
I could make you another one. It's not a big deal. Why would you do that so you hate me? I don't... I don't hate you. I don't hate you either! Okay. And then I, like, curl around both her ankles and just, like, squeeze. I reach down and pat her on the head. As you pat her on the head and you feel that soft hair, I want you to roll me one more wisdom saving throw. Uh, that is another dirty 20. I'm not rigging this, I promise. One more memory. I want to forget that, well, I guess I want to forget that she broke the gauntlet, too, because that is probably also a bad feel. You do. You're not sure where that gauntlet went. It probably got damaged when she climbed outside of the train. That that makes sense. That sounds like mercy. She's always doing reckless things to help other people. You could make another one if you wanted. You know you could. You're smart. You're capable. You can make anything. It's true. Science. Science will solve this. Science solves everything. And yet, there's something that tugs at you that maybe there's a memory there. But it doesn't matter now. The group of you spend the next six hours on this train in relative peace. We pull into Mudar as the sun, the red sun against this rusty sky is beginning to rise. The train station here is bustling, enormous, a wonder of steel and glass. So much glass. It's beautiful here. Mountains of spires, floating pyramids in the sky, silver obelisks that could reach the stars. Mudar is a bustling metropolis, a city of towers. It's yours for the exploring tomorrow. The train empties. A group of you step on the platform, and Vargas feels someone brush his shoulder. It's a tug at the elbow, a note in the hand, a smiling child that runs to catch up with a parent as they leave the train. I need to check my pockets. Your pockets are fine. But you have a note in your hand, Vargas. Would you like to read it? Um, yeah, I'll uh, make sure nobody's looking over my shoulder. Get out of here, Jericho. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> yeah, I want to read it, but is anybody like looking? Like, am I kind of alone? Like, do a perception. Twelve. Is anybody watching? You don't see anyone. I don't feel anybody. You know, like my ghost pal Claudia. You are all alone. I read the note. The note is soft as silk in your hands. And when you peel it open, there are three words. I see you. Signed, H. This is where we will end for the night.
You survived? How surprising. You must be a Mistwalker after all. Join our ranks at MistTalesDnd on Twitter or visit TalesFromTheMist.com. Till next week. Sleep well, Mistwalkers.